Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Just a reminder that Diet Starts Tomorrow is a podcast for entertainment purposes only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, shoot like you have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Remy. And I'm Emily. And today we have a Dear DST, a class smasher pass, and a DS teachable moment for you guys. Ooh, um, but before we get into that, happy 420. Ooh, just blaze. Uh, yes, happy 420. Also, my mother's birthday. And Hitler's birthday, too. I know. I try to avoid that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think she took it over. My sweet Jewish mother. I would never compare your mother to Hitler. Just no. know that. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. Do you have any plans for this day? No. You know, I have a theory that anybody who makes plans for 420 is is not a regular smoker. Right. Because... I don't know. I What am I going to do? Block out the whole day and just get blazed? Like, I have things to do, you know? Do you have any plans? Oh, I was going to say, what am I going to do? Block out my day and get blazed? What is it? Every other day? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I mean, you kind of already do smoke, like, fairly frequently. I only smoke at night. Yeah. And I try to stick to that. Sometimes on the weekends, I'll smoke during the day. But it kind of just makes me really lazy. So I try to not smoke until the evening. Mm. Yeah, but I just, I never have the desire on 420 to like go nuts. It's it's not like smoking more of it is going to I don't know, add anything to the experience. Mm. I always like do some kind of performance on 420. Like my friend Anna Royceman uh, used to host this thing called the Unemployed Show and she'd always have a 420 special and a bunch of us would go on and we would compete to make smoking devices with like everyday objects or whatever. Ooh. And so like one year I I, I lost because I made a starburst pipe and it collapsed around like the wind hole. <laughs> Did, did you make it out of actual Starburst or yeah. the wrappers? Yeah, yes. No, the Starbursts. <laughs> did the Starburst like caramelize on the inside? That's what I'm saying. It was an issue. So the next year I made the same pipe, but I stuck a Twizzler in the center and that did not caramelize. And it was much, uh, it was very successful. I won that year of the competition. Wow. And then this 420, I'm just going to be on a stand-up show with like a bunch of other comics that smoke, which is the ideal place to be, I think, on 420. Because you're going to get the smoking and the laughing. Guaranteed. Wait, so everybody smokes weed before they go on stage? I'm not sure. I think it's, it's like pick your adventure. Okay. I was never a, I don't do stand-up anymore. But mm -hmm. when I did stand up, I was never able to do stand up high. 
ever. I could do stand up after a couple drinks. And I know that sometimes people don't drink before because that affects their performance. Not me. I mean, like I can't drink before. You can't drink before? No, I can't. I can't really drink. (laughs) Right. Well, at the time I was a bigger drinker and um, I, I actually felt like one or two would loosen me up a little bit, but I still had my wits about me. However, when I would smoke, I was just on another planet. And granted, I wasn't that regular of a smoker at the time, but I really felt like it affected me. But fun fact, I actually used to produce a stand-up show. This was years and years ago. But I produced a stand-up show where I would give the comics edibles before the show. And then I would play pranks on them. Stop. (laughs) It was hilarious. It was called Green Out. I long for those days. Also, they knew what they were signing up for. Oh, okay. Okay. But okay. like, yeah, I, I had a co-host, my good friend, Andrea. We um we had a cake fight on stage during a comic set while he was blazed out of his mind. It was the funniest thing I think I've ever done on stage, except we got cake everywhere and icing all over the equipment. And we had to stay at the venue until eight o'clock in the morning, cleaning icing off of this velvet curtain that must have cost like thousands of dollars Mm. and cleaning cake out of the speakers. It was a mess. I I am quite adept at smoking before performing. It's actually like part of my standup is about how high I currently am. So that works well. However, the other day I was smoking after a show. I'm on the street standing with Ben having a nice joint, whatever. This guy walks by. He's like our age. He's with his girlfriend. He goes, ugh, that smells disgusting. I go, I remember when I was five years old because that's literally the last time I've openly commented on what somebody's smoking in the street. Like I'd be like, ugh, cigarettes. Right, I did that too. Yeah. Um, And then he goes, I remember when I was a loser. And I was like, uh, five seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) And this fight, he literally, he was walking away the entire time. So like, we like both progressively like yelled it back at each other. But I love the walking away confrontation. I love it when like, you're trying to get the last word in. Yeah. That is so funny. So he just kept walking. Yeah. He just kept walking. And I like, I don't know. I was like, should I feel like a loser? Like it's, it's legal in New York. Like, no. what are you talking about? Like, uh, why are you commenting on it? Also, it doesn't smell disgusting. It smells amazing. It's from Oregon. Yeah. Come on. That's good shit right there. Yeah. Also it disperses in the air. No, that is insane. I, I can't imagine a grown person talking about somebody else being a loser for smoking <laughs> weed. Smoking weed is just a vice. Like nobody's walking into a bar and saying, look at all these fucking losers drinking their shots. Do you know how bad drunk people smell sometimes? I never commented on, oh, that smells so bad. Like leave people alone. And and who are you trying to look cool for? Like your weird girlfriend who was not involved in the confrontation. Like what if she was embarrassed? She probably was. I would be embarrassed. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that comeback. Um, 
All of my comebacks included the number five. I love that comeback. And I hope that somebody, I hope that somebody says to me at some point, I remember being a loser so I can use the exact same comeback. Yeah. Five seconds ago. What? Like five seconds ago? We both reverted to childhood (laughs) that day. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And They're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Do we want to get into our class smasher pass? I'm really excited for this one. Yes, this is really funny, you guys. Emily, take it away because you arrived first. Sure. So Remy and I actually did the same class last week. Together. um, And... It is called core power yoga. Mm -hmm. And I mistakenly thought that this was going to be a very relaxed yoga class. Mm -hmm. And I was very, very wrong because it ended up being hot yoga. I had no idea that this room was going to be heated. I mean, it's my fault. I should have looked up more information about the class before arriving. But Mm -hmm. in classic Emily fashion. I did not look up very much information. So I show up. I had blown out my hair that day. Big fucking mistake. (laughs) I I show up and, oh, side note, I actually ran into a DST listener who was in the class before us, but you didn't meet her because um, she left before you arrived. But she was so incredibly sweet. She was actually the person who wrote in about tanning uh, several weeks ago. Oh my God, I'm sad I missed you. I know. I wish that you met her because she was so incredibly sweet. We were talking about different workout classes. And um, I don't know if you remember, but when she wrote in about the tanning, she said that she has the same coloring as Anne Hathaway. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to confirm, not only does she have the same coloring as Anne Hathaway, she is just as beautiful as Anne Hathaway. I was really taken by her. She has these big, beautiful eyes. So if you hear this, just know that you are so stunning and you do not need a tan. (laughs) Okay. But anyway, back to the class. So we go into the class and it's, it's hot yoga. And not only is it hot yoga, but it's hot yoga and there are weights involved. Mm -hmm. So 
they will ask you to do different things with the weights while you are holding certain poses. So they make the poses much more intense and they also work out certain muscle groups, mainly your arms. There was a lot of arms. Um, and the next day my arms were incredibly sore from Mm -hmm. this workout. So you kind of buried the lead, but basically I also did not Google this class. I saw (laughs) it was in Bryant Park. For some reason, I thought that meant outside in the park. So I wore sweatpants and a long sleeved like workout top and uh, no layers because I was like, I'm not going to need layers. We're outside. I was wondering why you were wearing long sleeves. Yeah. Okay. You really thought this class was going to be outside? It was like a 40 degree day. I was down. I don't know what was going through my head, but that's what I thought. And then above above that, I, like I did think on the way down, oh, it might be in a studio. I never suspected it would be hot yoga. And when I tell you I got in there, the walls were sweating. The windows oh, yeah. were crying. Emily's wearing her little leotard onesie. Like everybody else is naked in the class. And I am dressed for winter. It is crazy. <laughs> I have nothing to change into. I'm sitting next to Aliza, who works with us on DST. Shout out to Aliza. And we're like doing like the first like 10 minutes of the class. And I look at her and I go, why is it so hot? And she goes, <laughs> it's hot yoga. And I was like, oh my God. And she goes, do you have anything under that? And I was like, no. Like I had a bra, but it's one of those ones that like the boobs would have fallen out of the front. Oh, yeah. And you're like in downward dog a lot. You don't want to be wearing that. So I was like, no way. I also was feeling really shit about my body in general. I was like, I'm not taking off my clothes in front of my coworkers right now. Um, It was. Oh, it was so fucking brutal. I sweat so much. Um, Like we've talked about like sweating in your clothes and like when do you know that you need to like wash your clothes or whatever. Like after fucking hot yoga, a hundred percent, I was dying. Yeah, you better run that cycle twice. Yeah. But all of this being said, really interesting, fun, cool class. There were moves that we did in there I've never done in any workout class I've ever like encountered there was like again like you said weights incorporated with yoga so like vinyasa flows and then doing tricep stuff at the same time and then like these really like interesting kind of like plie like core fusion things while we're holding weights yeah a lot of pulsing a lot of pulsing it actually reminded me a little bit of uh bar class because of the pulsing and the holding yeah like yeah i said Corfu, any bar class. Yeah, a lot of pulsing, but no bar. Our teacher was amazing. And we learned at the end that she's not even a full time teacher yet. She's mostly a desk person. So we were like, oh my God, how many classes do you teach? She only teaches two a week at this point. But like, that's the level of instructor that they have is like, I was like very inspired to come back and try it with uh, appropriate clothing. Yeah. If you try this class, guys, just wear as little clothing as you are comfortable in Mm -hmm. because you are going to sweat. I've I had never tried hot yoga before. Had you tried it before? No way. Oh, yeah. So, yes, I I had. And I think we mentioned I used to do yoga to the people, which wasn't technically hot yoga. But like there were so many people that like it was the body heat, the body heat, the lack of oxygen. 
Yeah. So I had never tried it. And that was on purpose. Let me just mm-hmm. say, because I've just never been interested in it. Mm-hmm. And I am. I mean, I'm happy that I tried it because I'm happy that to know that I can do it. I, you know, in any workout class that I ever go into, and I, I feel like I've brought this up many, many times. I'm always appreciative of the AC blasting. I'm always appreciative of, you know, not really knowing that I'm sweating or Mm -hmm. being distracted from how hard I'm working Mm -hmm. because they blast the AC so much. So not only am I, you know, not really into being in a hot room, but I'm also just not that into yoga. I haven't taken that many yoga classes. Oh, see, I used to yoga a lot and it was really nice for me to like return to a vinyasa flow. I really like them. Um, like especially like a sun salutation or whatever like I was just like oh I know how to do this like it felt very familiar um, yeah familiar did you notice this this is one thing that that I noticed it was really hard to hold a lot of the poses because of the sweat the sweat makes the mat slippery slippery yeah yeah so I was having trouble with that I even had a a washcloth or not a washcloth, like a a hand towel that they gave us so that we could wipe our sweat. And I was putting it down underneath my hands so that my hands could plant more easily. Yeah. Um, And that helped. Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. And this is like, this is just a me thing, but I would not take this class again. For me, this is a class pass. Okay. For me, I, it's not that I hated the workout. It's just that I didn't particularly enjoy it. I did find myself thinking, how many minutes do we have left? How much time do we have left? And the way that I measure an enjoyable class is usually like, I like it to go by quicker than it actually is. I like it to feel like I'm actually caught up in the moment a little bit and I'm enjoying the actual movement. And I really didn't feel that way in this class. I felt like, oh God, like it feels like 20 minutes have gone by. Is there really 25 more minutes? How am I going to survive this? And, you know, part of that is is good because it was challenging, but I just feel like there are other things that are challenging that are less, uh, I don't know what the word is, less miserable for me. Less uncomfortable. Yeah, no, when you were mentioning about the the hotness aspect of it, I will say in the beginning when I asked Aliza why it's so hot, like my first thought was, have we really been working that hard? Like, why am I sweating so much already? I didn't think we were doing anything hard. And that's something that just throws me just a tiny bit about hot rooms is I'm like, I kind of like to know that the sweat I'm producing is because of actions that I've done. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I had the exact same thought. I had the same thought. I I was thinking like, is it actually beneficial to crank the heat up this high? I I would actually love for somebody who maybe is a hot yoga teacher to write in with a DS teachable moment. It is good. It's good to for the stretching. You get so much more flexible in heat. Because your muscles are warm. Like, and that was so, so fun for me, especially in those flows. I was like, oh, I feel so bendy. And I like, I haven't touched my feet like this in a really long time. Like, I know that there are reasons why it's hot. Nobody would just do it to like torture people. 
Well, I actually, but I do feel like some people really like to sweat a lot. Yeah. I, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. That actually makes a lot of sense that your muscles would get much warmer so you could stretch more deeply. Mm -hmm. um, and now that you're saying that, yes, I did notice that I was stretching really deeply. Mm -hmm. But I think there is also a little bit of a placebo effect when they crank the heat up that high and you're sweating a lot. You feel like you're working really hard. Yeah. I think what would be really nice is like, a lot of us do need like just like full stretching classes and like anytime I've done that, it's usually been some type of yoga, but it's never been a hot yoga. And that would be really fun because this, this was like a hit workout and a yoga class at the same time. So it was like, just like a bit overwhelming if you haven't done it before and stuff and you're wearing sweatpants and a fucking long sleeve top. <laughs> yeah. And a long sleeve shirt. Yeah. But like, it would be really nice. And I wonder if they offer them just to have classes that you can go in for strictly stretching, like remedial yoga, but also hot so that like, you could just get deeper into those like, muscles. That definitely exists. And I'm going to do research because I would like that. I would That'd like it if it was like a half a yoga, but in a hot room, because then you get the stretching, but you're not your heart isn't beating out of your chest the whole time. Yeah. There is a cardio aspect to this class that you need to be aware of before you take it. And this mm -hmm. is for the listeners. Mm -hmm. And the smokers. It is hard. If you're high on this 420. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have gotten high and gone to yoga class before. Oh, and it has made it more enjoyable. Yeah. I, I smoke more before most of our classes. I'm not surprised. Like... You always talk about how good the music is. It's it's really vibey when you're high. Maybe I'll try that next time. I just feel like I get kind of I just get really lazy when I smoke and I don't want to move. Honestly, it's like anything else. It's how you react to it. If you don't react yeah. well, don't do it. I am not preaching Fair. this to everyone. Literally, like I do it cuz it feels nice for me. If it doesn't, don't do that, please. Yeah, we're not requiring you to do anything that we do. Actually, like you bet, you better off don't. In fact, I think it would probably be a bad idea to do a lot of the stuff that I do. Yeah. <laughs> You're better off not doing it. Don't take my, any of my advice, please. Oh, by the way, is this a smash or a pass for you? Ugh, it's a smash. It's a. I need to try it again, and I need to go better equipped. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of these classes actually like you have no idea what you're doing the first class. So it's almost not even fair to say, do I like it or do I not like it? It's like a first date. Right. Go on a second date. Right. But sometimes, you know, on the first date and. And you knew. I, Emily Lubin, know that I will never be taking this class again. And I, Remy Casimir, will be trying it again. <laughs> there you go. And I, I also know that there are definitely a lot of people that would like it and would find it very challenging and would be willing to go back for more. Mm -hmm. And that's my advice. And speaking of advice, let's read our Dear DST. Okay, you do it. Dear DST, I have a history of eating disorders and recovery has really helped me be a less picky eater and just enjoy different kinds of food. 
Lucky for me, though, I've always been allergic to tree nuts, almonds, hazelnuts, pecans, all of them. At age 21, I started becoming allergic to all sorts of seeds, too. Fucking yay, right? No more sunflower seeds, sesame seeds, hemp seeds, or their oils. Mm -hmm. I know it's dramatic, but I do feel cheated in life right now because right when I started to eat freely and enjoy restaurants, boom, more allergies. After a few anaphylactic reactions, oh my God, my food anxiety is almost as bad as it was when I was anorexic. I guess I'm just wondering if people ever write in about this or if you have similar experiences. Or do you have any tips on how to separate these anxieties and still have a good relationship with food? Mm. Even if you don't have allergies, food intolerances are super common and having to worry about ingredients when you're recovering just sucks. Love the pod, an allergic bitch. Oh, allergic bitch. I'm so sorry. Like this, I, I think about this all the time all the time is food restrictions for other people because I think about how hard it is for me just to like pick a meal sometimes like and I, I've mentioned this that's like you know what do I deserve da, da, da. and then compile restrictions on top of that and like allergy like it just I really feel for you and like I personally don't have any advice right now like that sounds I would say eat at home, but that sucks. That's not like the alternative that like you're looking for. Yeah. And I, I also think, I, I also think she's just, it, it sounds like she's nervous to try things because these yeah. allergies keep popping up, which yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's so annoying. And I'm sorry that you're going through that. I personally don't have any food allergies. I'm very fortunate. I don't, I'm not allergic to anything actually. Um, But I do know that it's very common for people to get allergies in adulthood that they never had as children or as Mm -hmm. adolescents. So you're not alone. A lot of people have them. I know so many people who've developed allergies later in life and it's suddenly something that they have to think about and they never had to think about it before. And uh, my life is not over and it still might happen to me and I I would hate it. Mm -hmm. Actually, this made me think of this happened the other day. Actually, I had a friend coming over and she texted me and she said, uh, this friend, by the way, has Crohn's disease. And Mm -hmm. she texted me. She said, I'm having a Crohn's flare up today. I'm going to bring all my own snacks. And, you know, if we order food, I'm just going to opt out of it. But I just wanted to let you know, and I hope that's okay for you because I know that, you know, certain things are triggering for you. And I said to her, I said, it's not a restrictive diet if it's a medical condition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that you have to take very, very seriously. And I, I appreciated her bringing that up, but it's just something that you have to think about. And I know that it's like, it's not a fun answer, but yes, you do have to think about these things because you don't want to go into anaphylactic shock. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just don't want that. So, You have to think about these things, but you also can't be afraid to try new foods. So what do we do? First Mm -hmm. things first, Mm -hmm. I I would agree with you, Remy. I would say eating a lot of your meals at home could be a good solution for you. I would also say if you go out to a restaurant, pay attention to the menu because they do usually say which allergens are included in the menu items. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but then 
what do we say about the emotional side of it? Like she says that she has really bad food anxiety and it's reminding her of how she was when she had an eating disorder mm-hmm. or an active eating disorder rather. How do you overcome that? I'm not really sure. Well, I, I think what you just said that reminding yourself that this isn't um, your brain trying to control your eating habits. This is your brain trying to protect your body from anaphylaxis. I think on the emotional side of it, I think you just need to keep reminding yourself that you do have a medical condition. And this isn't the same as having a psychological condition, which is what an eating disorder is. Yeah. Even though restricting your food, and I know this from personal experience, Mm -hmm. when you're restricting your food for any reason, it can bring up memories and it's triggering. Yeah. And, and that's that's an appropriate use of the word trigger. It's it's triggering because it's reminding you of times that you restricted because uh-huh. you had a mental disorder and you still have a mental disorder. Um, but you have to be able to separate the two. So, I mean, the best advice that I can give you is to continue to avoid those foods that you are allergic to, but don't be afraid to try new foods because you think you might end up being allergic Chances are you're not, okay? If you were to add up everything that you are currently allergic to, it doesn't even make up for 0.00001% of all the foods that exist on the planet. So don't be afraid to try new foods because you think you might end up being allergic. Chances are you're not. And if you end up being allergic or discovering a new allergy, you know how to handle it and you know how to recognize those signs because... You've already dealt with it. But maybe don't try new stuff if you're like in the middle of nowhere or you don't have your albuterol or you don't have an EpiPen, you know, like carry your stuff that Mm -hmm. if like anaphylaxis does happen, like and like, I don't know, maybe at least go out with someone who knows that you like tell your friends that you're eating with that you have allergies and that like something could happen because then like they'll be better if a crisis like does happen and they'll be more on the lookout for you too. Yeah. I think that's good advice to bring a friend with you when you try some new foods. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this listener is going to restaurants alone too much, but either like tell the person (laughs) that you're with. And if you do go to restaurants alone, there's no shame in that game. It can be really fun. And tell the waiter, tell a waiter, tell a waiter. It's always good to make friends with the waiters. Yeah. Sometimes waiters are exhausted because people lie about their allergies, but then just flash them your albuterol or your epi and be like, no, it's like serious. Yeah. And I think they'll be able to see it in your face, how frustrated you are with these allergies, because I can I can see that through the email. I'm frustrated for you. Me, too. I I can't even imagine. I can't. I, I actually am grateful all the time that I don't have allergies. Emily. You do not need to rub salt in this wound. <laughs> no, you're right. You're so right. Can I tell you a secret? Uh, the, well, it's not really a secret. I'm literally saying it on the internet. Yeah. But my mom doesn't believe in allergies. <laughs> oh, I didn't believe in allergies when I was little. I'd be like, you're lying or you're weak. Okay, but you were little. My mom's a grown ass woman. And she, it's not that she doesn't believe in allergies. It's just that she she thinks that 
like her first inclination when somebody says they're allergic to something is like, oh, that person's just being dramatic or Mm. she'll think, oh, that person's weak. That's what I said. (laughs) Yeah. Like you're just weak. Like you just need to get over it. And it's something that I think about it all the time. If I had allergies, she would have actually hated me. Oh, no. Like she would have traded me in for a different child. And my boyfriend has allergies. He's allergic to peanuts, mm-hmm. uh, stone fruit, like peaches and cherries and be, uh, peas, pea protein. He's allergic to a lot of things. And my mom really looks down on him for that. That's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. But I, I just I keep telling her. Do you think he wants to be this way? Do you think he wants to be allergic to all these things? No, it sucks. So, you know, I have a lot of empathy for people with allergies because I see both sides of it. I see people not taking it seriously. And then I I also see how much it affects people's lives, you know? There's a really great comedian, Kelsey Cook, who, if you look up her allergy story online, it is wild. She's allergic to so many things. And she once had a really negative allergic reaction when trying to masturbate. Sorry for making it sexual. Um, But she always found that aspect of her life really easy. And when she told me that, I was like, well, that's interesting because I have no allergies and I've never had an orgasm. So again, whenever I think we're thinking about these food stuff, it's like try to take stock of other stuff in your life that like you're really good at. And that's easy. And, you know, like this stuff sucks and it and like I hate it for you. But also I'm sure that you're really, really good at other stuff. And I'm sure others like there's certain things that are just so easy for you. Which would you rather have? Would you rather not be allergic to anything? I guess you're kind of biased because this is you. But like, Would you rather not be allergic to anything but never have an orgasm or mm-hmm. would you rather have like, let's say 10 food allergies, but you can come anytime you want in any situation. I think pre-orgasm, I would have said, oh, I don't want any allergies. Like, and orgasms aren't important. Now I would say, give me some allergies because. Yeah. Orgasms totally. are really, I think I would too. Yeah. They're very, they're very medically important. They are. And good for stress relief. Exactly. Let's close out with a DS Teachable moment because this one, I've been thinking about it ever since we talked about it. Uh, We were talking about how often Mm -hmm. you should wash your gym clothes. And um, just to update Mm -hmm. everybody, neither of us had any idea how often we should be washing our gym clothes. But I think what we ended up landing on is like, it depends. It depends how much you're sweating. It depends what kind of workout. I think if it stinks. Oh, I mean, certainly if it stinks, you should wash it. Yeah. If any sweat hits it, maybe. But like, for example, we both said that our legs don't really sweat much during a workout. Yeah. Yeah. So like, we don't really wash our leggings every time. But then there are some people who do wash their leggings every after time. After these workouts, see, these. this is the thing. I feel like I was talking about it after like a walk or whatever. But like after core power, a hundred billion percent. Oh, my whole actually, body was drenched. Yeah. And after rumble to like, these things have been getting us sweating. Yeah, because they're more cardio. But it, th- then you think about like, oh, what about a, a outdoor hike? 
I don't necessarily know. Yeah, well, it, it, but again, it depends. It depends. If the sun is beating down on you, you're mm-hmm. going to be sweating more. And it, you know, those clothes aren't going to smell so fresh. Yeah. But anyway, this listener says her name is Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Shout out, Hannah. She says, writing in on this topic to say, sometimes I will rewear sweaty, sort of smelly leggings for a run the next day because when I run, I'm never really close enough to anyone for them to smell me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a good reason, I guess. She says she runs outside and she doesn't go commando when she wears leggings. It's never leggings that I wore to hot yoga because those are usually almost completely soaked Mm. after, just like we were saying. Mm -hmm. But if I've gone to the gym to lift weights, I can probably rewear those leggings and sometimes sports bras, especially if my next workout will be outside. See, there's so much mental math involved. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, anybody who, because I know a couple people DM'd me, I don't know about you, but a couple people DM'd me saying it was super gross that we don't wash our workout clothes after every workout. You get mean DMs, Emily. Uh, sometimes I do. Sometimes I get really nice DMs. But yeah, yeah. I, I Occasionally I'll get one that's super sassy and I'm just like, okay, well, I didn't realize I was hell? an asshole for not washing my leggings that much, you know? No, but your asshole smells. No, I'm just <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Very true. Um, but it seems like you're in agreement with us. It depends on the workout. So... Mm. Don't judge anybody for how much they. But see, I don't know if I'm in agreement with like, okay. I I mean, I'm in agreement. I think it depends how much you sweat. Hannah. Yes. Yes. But she's saying she'll rewear sort of smelly. Like, oh, I guess they're sort of smelly. They're sort of smelly. Because of other people who can't smell her, which is one very courteous. But I feel like the reason why I'm curious about when to wash is not because of other people's smelling me. It's like, is this bad for me? Like, is like a little bit of a smell an indicator of bad? Yeah. Like, will it give me a yeast infection? You know what I mean? No, I, I 100% know what you mean. I think if they're dry, it's not going to give you a yeast infection. Somebody's probably going to correct me about that. But I feel like if they're dry and it's just the legs... Now, if you're not wearing underwear, and I, I will admit I have been known to not wear underwear with my leggings, Jesus. then that is a little more dicey. Yeah, that you need to wash those. <laughs> you have to wash those. Okay, even if I was only wearing them for an hour. Okay, I, I this is going to get into an area that some people don't like, but is your discharge flowing? Like, well, no, not really. Not usually if I'm only wearing them for an hour. Interesting. But if I take off my leggings and I see, you know, if it looks like I blew my nose in it, as Amy yeah. Schumer would say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to rewear those leggings. Okay. Yeah. I'm okay, not crazy. Okay, okay. See, I'm such a fucking snail. I feel. <laughs> well. I'm learning. I mean, we're learning things right now. Yeah. No, I'm, I think that this is why a lot of people are like, oh, you have to wash it because like they might be snails too. Right. Yeah. No, I, I'm not a snail. I'm more of a Or seal. they're just hyper clean like our friend Andrea. Yes. And there are plenty of people who like just wouldn't dream of sweating into something and then rewearing it. Yeah. But I've just never been like that. Like my mom would always tell me like, oh, if you just wore your t-shirt once, 
like one day you don't, you don't need to wash it right away. Like I, I just, that's my mentality. I just, I don't, I don't wear something once and, and wash it. Yeah. But, but I understand how, I understand how you would think, yeah, I sweat into this. It's obviously dirty. I just don't have that mentality. If you start like growing fungus, then like change up your washing stuff routine, you know, but For like, sure. if you're not offending anyone. Okay. Here's the thing though. Have a fucking hamper because our hamper broke. So we've just been throwing our like wash these clothes in like a corner. So okay. after hot yoga, I came home and I threw all my stuff in the corner. Then the next day, Ben and I are going to get a smoothie. And I was like, are you wearing the champion pants? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I sweated my ass off in those. Like, t- are, uh, like, uh, ah. he put on your sweaty pants he didn't from know Core it was the power? next day they were already dried they were just sitting in the and so he just figured it was like a next day you know oh my like, god oh the pants got into the pile also these are pants that we share these <laughs> well i assumed as much yeah. i i mean andy and i have a shared wardrobe too i don't yeah. find that odd <laughs> oh my god so did he change we were already out, but yeah, we changed once we came back. I was okay. just like, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I feel so like at bad. that point, I'm already infected. So at that point, yeah. What What am I gonna do? You know, I already absorbed your sweat. Becoming a mushroom person from The Last of Us. <laughs> I'm gonna start sprouting mushrooms on the inside of my legs. Literally, so disgusting. Oh God, so gross. Well, on that note, you guys. We're done. (laughs) That's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. And if you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And of course, follow me at Lubination. Follow me at Remy Casimir. And of course, we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Bye. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.